Jesus chases me. Welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast, where you will meet people who have met Jesus in Isaiah today. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Marnie. I'm so <laughs> glad to be here. It's just it's refreshing, so just to have a platform to, to be able to share. So I appreciate it. Oh, good. Well, that's exactly what I want it to be. I just, I want people to be able to hear what you're doing and um, and be able to connect. And I knowing what you are going to share, at least part of what you're going to share, I know that people are going to connect. <laughs> so, well, so. Um, Brooke is actually, so she's a life coach. She specializes in stress and anxiety management. So, I mean, I don't know who doesn't need that, especially with the world that we're living in right now. Um, but stress and anxiety management and some of her clients have even come out of, of trauma and are now healthy enough for coaching. So with that, um, I'm sure a lot of people out there are saying, wait a minute, what coaching, counseling, what, what is this? What's the difference? And, um, how do I know if I'm supposed to go see a counselor or a coach? So maybe you could Tell us a little bit about that. I'm sure you've had to explain that a thousand times because of the type of coaching you do. Absolutely. And even though we, you know, we're, we're close, um, coaches and life coaches, but there are some specific um, differences. Mm -hmm. um, so with counseling, those are people that are coming right from a crisis mm -hmm. or, um, you know, they're newly out of... Um, treatment mm -hmm. or um, maybe you know right out of a safe house so they're needing someone that can help them with a specific problem that they're going through at that moment uh -huh. um, and they tend to examine like more of the person's past rather than looking to the future mm -hmm. um, of goals and things like that which is what co us coaches love to do yeah. um, so and then as a coach um, I come alongside a client um, as a strong advocate uh, to help the client reach their full potential. Um, and then the ICF, the International Coach Federation, mm -hmm. they define coaching as partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional goals. And I just love that um, definition of what we do. So Yeah, now that, that does help a lot. I remember in my coaching course curriculum that we talked a lot about how counselors are more the expert. Mm -hmm. And I heard you say, did you say come alongside mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. so it's more of a partnership like an advocate, and advocating, advocate? Yes, mm -hmm. advocating for that. So, yes, that's a good word. So going, mm -hmm. moving forward. Right. Um, well, that is good. And, you know, there's a, <laughs> many people are probably aware of this, but there is a huge mental health crisis mm -hmm. right now. And so I have have been saying over the last couple of years, even before COVID, knowing how filled up psychologists and counselors are, if there is someone who is healthy enough for coaching, it, it may be really great for them to actually 
allow someone in crisis to have that spot because yes. they're mm -hmm. enormous waiting lists. Yes. Some people won't even put you on a waiting list. Right. It's a problem. It is a problem. Yeah. So it's just, it is absolutely 100% something that um, I'm, we're hopeful that coaches can actually step in and, and help. Um, so yeah. So with that, tell me a little bit about what you do. Okay, so I'm going to read you my mission statement because I think it gives just a great um, overall um, definition of, of what I do. So, uh, my mission is to empower women to identify and achieve their personal goals by coping with issues that are causing uh, them to feel unsure, anxious, and overwhelmed about life's demands. Um, and then my hope is to meet my clients where they are and to operate on the belief that they aren't broken and that they too uh, have a chance to thrive and you know that I can it's important to me to be able to help people that women men too but um, primarily women um, that are like they just can't see a way out mm -hmm. um, they uh, you know, maybe are sitting in carpool line. They're, you know, at, at their job, they're single, they're not, they're married, they're going through a divorce. Whatever their life looks like around them, but they're still just so broken mm -hmm. and don't even truly know it mm -hmm. um, until that one thing happens to where they break mm -hmm. and they feel like they just can't take it anymore. Wow. Yeah. So maybe even if people being more proactive maybe they won't get to that point that would be amazing yeah but you know if if we can get out the word like that you don't have to stay in that mm -hmm. and you're not alone then I feel like women might you know they feel safer to mm -hmm. speak up and say something that doesn't feel right within and they need that person to help them kind of figure out the, whatever it is that they need to, to move forward. To move forward. So what if someone is listening and they're like, I don't really know if I'm a candidate for counseling or coaching. What would you do if you had someone call you? Um, what's the process? Because I'm assuming that you would, being in a practice with counselors, mm -hmm. I'm, assuming, I'm assuming that you can help them even Definitely, figure yes. that out. I mean, there's an initial assessment that we do. So I would do that with the client. And from that, and having our first discovery call, which mm -hmm. is what we do at, from, at the beginning, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a free discovery call. So I will talk to them um, and <clears throat> figure out what it is that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then from that we'll try to get a game plan if I feel like it is something that is a little bit more of a crisis or they might be in danger or they're active in their addiction or alcoholism mm -hmm. yeah. um, some of the bigger suicide anything like that if, if they're at the beginning stages of that I would have to recommend them to a counselor yeah and then absolutely when they get through that period I would take them on as a they can graduate on. Yes. So. Yes. Well, really good. Well, so what made you, um, and I don't know, obviously with Meet Me and Isaiah, we have a, a passage that we discussed beforehand that we're going to talk about, but um, 
I don't know if we want to launch into that first or if you want to talk, tell us what brought you into this type of coaching because it's pretty specific. Yeah, it is. And it's definitely, um, it was a calling I felt from, gosh, my early 20s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which you didn't hear coaching a whole lot right then. But um, I heard it had a, a sister-in-law at the time um, that she was trying to become a life coach. So that's where it kind of got stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. And I thought, gosh, that would be so cool. Well, I was nowhere near ready to, to get, to, to do that. So, um, I had to have my own little, um, walk and path that I chose to take and, um, wasn't always the best. You know, I've dealt with, um, I'm an alcoholic, recovering alcoholic, um, addiction, um, you know, abuse. So there's been, I've had a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. And so through my experience and growing and healing from that, I only feel called to, to tap on that with other women Mm -hmm. so that they don't feel alone because I know that's how I felt so many days. Um, when I was going through that. Well, and I would just imagine that whether you share or you don't share any type of details with your clients, you are just going to have that empathy that you can't really, you can't have empathy to that degree if you don't understand where someone's right. coming from. And Absolutely. that is invaluable. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really cool. I asked you about your favorite passage, as I always do, in Isaiah, or even just a passage that really means a lot to you. And you told me Isaiah 40, 27 through 31. Um, and that is one of my very favorites. So I was really excited when you said that, because I was like, I can't wait to hear what um, what God has on your heart. Yeah. But I'll just read it so everyone listening can just kind of, if you want to close your eyes if you're not driving, (laughs) and soak it in. Um, Okay. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me escapes the notice of my God? Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, The creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Oh. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it's just so such a promise. It's just so beautiful. Lord. It's so beautiful. And um, you were reading some of the verses out of the message translation when we first got started. I know some people are familiar with, I just ran out, read out of New American Standard. So I wanted those who kind of are familiar with those verses to know where we are by reading them. But then I also would love for you to read the message, which is sort of just everyday type of conversation words that might help other people connect. Absolutely. With this message. I would love to. 
Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's, he's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath. And he knows everything, inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. That. I like the don't lag behind. Yes. <laughs> that he's not lost track of us. Right. No, he hasn't. And, you know, that's that's something that I, um, again, I've, I've gone through feeling that way, uh, that God has lost track of me. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't care about me. And, you know, it took me getting to a, a pretty hard bottom. Yeah. to where I had nothing else but to look up to him and there he was you know mm -hmm. so he he didn't turn his back on me um I know for for me and probably others we turn our back on him and my Jesus chases me you know oh. he does he chases me and it's taken me so long to to fully um accept that yeah if that makes sense oh yeah um so yeah i am in all of him more and more every day especially coming out of my covid story mm -hmm. um where i spent a month in the hospital in july and had nothing but jesus you know i couldn't see my family wow um you know it was one of those things where I was rushed to the hospital and we had no idea that I would be there that long and you know, couldn't say goodbye. And it was, it was a scary time, but um, thank goodness I had my connection with Jesus yeah. and was able to call out to him. Well, and that is very fresh, um, what you just went through. And so I know that a lot of people are dealing with COVID, especially right now. Um, but wow, four months? One month. Oh, one month. One month. Yeah. One month. I was in the, the hospital, hospital for one month, but no, I was on oxygen, like came home you were and on stuff. Oxygen on for four oxygen, months. Right. And that's a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It mm. was. Yeah, it was it was hard. It was hard. Well, these verses really um, speak to that specifically I would imagine that experience they do. they do it talked about in here you know about taking a breath mm. and that has been um has a whole new meaning for me now yeah um because I, it was very hard to catch a breath while I mean I couldn't I couldn't right. fully take a full breath so that's I mean that's complete dependence I don't know how yes I don't know how you get any more dependent than that mm -hmm. and you know, when you're talking about that, I think about how all of us are really in that situation. We are all that dependent. Mm -hmm. You just had the awareness. Right. Yes. 
Yes. And it's, it's when something like that happens to somebody, and I'm sure somebody, that people have many different experiences, and it's all different, but we can all relate the same, mm -hmm. where our dependents, that was all, we only had that to fall back on. We mm -hmm. only had our relationship with God. And I pray for the ones that don't have that relationship and go through something hard, mm -hmm. go through a traumatic experience or go through a loss and don't have the Jesus. Mm -hmm. Or they just don't, they don't know. Mm -hmm. And I pray for those that don't have the faith or don't know to have the faith. Yeah. And to trust that through him all is well. Well, that is, that is amazing just to sit with you um, and hear that because it's so fresh and just for mm -hmm. you to really be able to say, you know, all is well and just to have that, that trust, which is when you're that dependent, I mean, that's what, that's what you have to, that's all you have right. is trust. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was so anxious um, coming home because mm. um, I was so used to being at the hospital and having the nurses just right there, you know, if I felt anything. Um, so I had a little bit of fear. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to, I did use, use some of my techniques, you know, like um, fear, um, the acronym or whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. So I, I kept thinking that, you know, it's just false evidence appearing real. I wouldn't be able to come home. The doctors wouldn't release me. I wasn't okay you know mm -hmm. so um I had a little bit of like survivor's guilt mm. which <clears throat> is it's a true thing um tell me about that okay yeah because I, I was getting that. out as I was getting well I was hearing stories while I was in the hospital but I think my family was trying to keep me a little bit more protected but when I got out of the hospital I was hearing many stories of people dying mm. and this was right when the delta variant it right um and that people even my age they weren't making it mm -hmm. and i felt like why did he save me mm -hmm. so i kind of got away from that okay of you know trust jesus he loves you he's he loves you inside and out you know this whole what this verse says um i'd lost that for just a little while and I actually had to reach out to a counselor mm -hmm. and that's another beautiful thing that um, I'm okay with because for me reaching out to, to a counselor when you're in need like that is only a, a sign of strength not mm -hmm. weakness mm -hmm. and I'm not healed you know of, of everything so that was a specific problem that was um, that was um, I felt like holding me back from moving forward in my recovery from COVID. Right. Because um, it was causing, you know, I was depressed and I would not want to go out, you know, then I would feel like, um, what if I go out and I get in a car? It just became, what if, what if, what if? Oh yeah. And it was controlling um, more of my life than I wanted it to. So, yeah, so I would imagine when you have, when you're not feeling well, you're alone, you have a lot of time to think that it would be only natural that those thoughts would become overwhelming. Yeah. Um, 
And that's so interesting what you said about survivor's guilt because that it, it seems like you were in such or are in such a place of gratitude for surviving um, versus a lot of people in your situation would say, well, why, why did I have to go through that? Uh-huh. That's just a whole other, uh, yeah. I think if it were me, I'd be like, why did you why let me? that happen to yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, mm-hmm. But just to be grateful mm-hmm. to survive. Oh, yeah. And grateful for breath. I'm just, it's amazing now that I can, It's a di- it just takes on new meaning when you can take a full breath. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you, one of the, the techniques you said is to, to do the breathing exercises. Um, I know there are a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about take every thought captive. Um, well, and I had many, many prayer warriors, mm. um, including the coaches circle. <laughs> yes. Um, Anna. Anna was great. She, she has that wonderful, that beautiful voice. Like, she's just so... But she would actually record herself reading a verse. Oh, wow. And she would send it to me. What a great idea. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. stop right there. Yeah. Because, so Anna, she is actually, she founded Beacon People, Anna Nash. And um, so we were, of course, praying for Brooke when we found out. And so recording your a verse and sending it to someone, that's a whole different experience oh, yeah. to hear it in that person's oh, yeah. voice. And to hear, so that's a great hear, idea. And to hear her, her a familiar mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. being in the hospital um, was so, I mean, I cherish, I cherish, cherish it. I still have it. And I mean, I would just lay there and just repeat, repeat, and would just listen to Anna. Oh, I had I another friend also, Mary Beth Poor, um, she's amazing. She's a life coach. Uh, we share an office together and she did the same thing. So I kind of mm. had two that I just repeated, you know, and it, it was really cool. That is beautiful. Yeah. That yeah. is beautiful. Well, I, I would imagine that you have, um, a lot of people listening who were thinking, yes, I need mm-hmm. stress management. I am full of anxiety. And a lot of people think, well, but shouldn't I just be able, you know, be able to get rid of this. I should be stronger than this. You know, I have God's word. I can read his word. Um, but what you're saying is, yes, his word does get you through. And sometimes you need Some, someone to walk you with you. Yes, you do. You need an encourager, um, someone that just pushes you along, holds you accountable, you know, just being by yourself and saying you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, doesn't always cut it. Right. Um, so it helps having that other person there to come alongside you and, and push you through. Mm. And that it's it's okay. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. Thank you, Brooke. I know that you, um, so many people needed to hear what you had to say today. I appreciate yes, it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I just loved being able to sit there with Brooke and hear her heart about Isaiah 40, 27 through 31. I hope that you take the time to read that passage 
and that Jesus meets you right there in Isaiah. If you want to get a hold of Brooke, I know many people are struggling with anxiety right now. We all we all do from time to time. You can get a hold of her on Instagram or Facebook. It's New Chapter Life Coach. Or you can go to her website, which is cardinal-wellness backslash brooke-gamble. And if you want to follow the Meet Me and Isaiah movement, you can find us on Facebook as well or go to meetmeinisaiah.com.